We are talking about the best five wins of the 2022-2023 season for the New York Rangers. On today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers, we've got shootouts, we've got overtime, we've got fisticuffs, we've got come-from-behind victories, we've got it all as we take a trip down memory lane on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 837 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. And without any further ado, just going to jump right back into the countdown here. If you missed part one, you can definitely go back and check that out. Uh, we are doing the top 10 best wins of the Rangers season. And this is part two of a part two, uh, two-parter, excuse me, part two of a two-parter. And we're going to pick up right where we left off at number five here. And for number five, I'm going to go with a game that uh, doesn't really stand out maybe as much as some of the other ones, and maybe you guys wouldn't necessarily have this high on your list, but I'm going to explain why in just a second. Number five is going to be February 26th, the Rangers defeat the Los Angeles Kings 5-2. to There was a lot going on going into this game, uh, during this game, after this game, the whole nine yards. The Rangers, not too long before this, had a stretch where they won seven straight games, but then coming into this game, they had lost four in a row, and you don't want to basically undo or nullify a lengthy winning streak with a lengthy losing streak. So this game was important for that reason alone. Just the fact that the Rangers won this game, they got out of their little funk that they were in and got back on the right track. This was also around the time where rumors were flying that the Rangers were going to get Patrick Kane. And, you know, obviously the Rangers had to do all these salary cap gymnastics to try to make it happen. Just kind of a strange situation where, you know, certain players were dressed, but they weren't actually playing in the game. Uh, another thing that this game had is kind of noteworthy for for having was the uh, Keandre Miller spitting incident. You know, he got kicked out of this game, ended up being suspended for three games after this. But just a very unique situation with the Rangers looking to bring in Patrick Kane. Everybody kind of knew what was happening. And we could debate from now until pretty much the end of time if it was a good idea for the Rangers to trade for Patrick Kane. It's funny because, you know, Kane was only here half a season, one of the more polarizing Rangers in recent memory. And I will say this, you know, I love talking Ranger hockey with you guys and, and debating all these things with you guys. I've heard it from both sides of this. Like, like I've heard that, oh man, you're being too hard on Patrick Kane. He did a nice job for the Rangers. He did a lot better than anybody else for the Rangers in the playoffs or just about anybody else. I've also heard that, oh, that was a huge mistake to bring in Patrick Kane. Admit that you were wrong. Admit that you were wrong. Look, I've heard it from both sides, which probably tells me that I'm probably right about where I should be in terms of uh, my analysis of, first of all, the idea to bring in Patrick Kane, and then secondly, his performance with the New York Rangers. Um, but yeah, obviously, people are, are very uh, passionate about this and very opinionated about it. Uh, again, I thought Patrick Kane was a good idea getting him because, um, you know, you've got the best American-born player ever who's only going to approve a trade to the Rangers. It's only going to cost you a second and a fourth. So uh, to me, the price was right, and you had to do what you had to do here. Uh, by that same token, something just never really seemed to, to click with Patrick Kane and his teammates. But that's another discussion for another day. 
for the everydayers, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, impending free agents for the New York Rangers. And obviously, Patrick Kane is going to be one of the uh, the big names uh, in that discussion. We'll probably do an entire episode de- dedicated to Patrick Kane and his upcoming free agency. But getting back to this game here, like I said, a very unique situation because Ryan Carpenter and Braden Schneider were both dressed for this game. But they didn't play in this game because the Rangers were in a situation where they couldn't risk them getting hurt. Uh, they needed to accrue enough cap space to be able to trade for Patrick Kane. Carpenter ended up playing for like 11 seconds because you know, he had to serve a penalty and he was on the ice You know, once his uh, penalty expired there. Um, but other than that, yeah, those two didn't really play. You had a funny situation after this game where uh, the Rangers won and Braden Scheider and Igor Shesterkin went up to each other and they were kind of laughing. And I get the feeling it was having to do with, you know, uh, oh man, you know, Braden Schneider, he, he's the reason why we won this game kind of a thing. Just kind of a funny moment between those two. They were laughing. But, you know, another thing, you're going to get Patrick Kane after this game, which is what the Rangers did. You wouldn't want it to be during a five-game losing streak, so it was important for that reason for the Rangers to win this game. And the Rangers got up 3 to nothing. Uh, the Kings cut it down to 3-2. Rangers went on uh, to win this game by a final score of uh, 5-2. to And again, just a much-needed, very strong game by Igor Shesterkin. He had been scuffling a little bit coming into this one. He stops 26 of 28 shots. And you got to give a lot of props. And this is why another reason why this win was so unique. Got to give a ton of props to the uh, four Rainier defensemen that actually played in this game. As we mentioned, Braden Schneider was glued to the bench. Keandre Miller got ejected in the first uh, period. So the rest of the way, the Rangers had to go with four defensemen. They were Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, Ben Harper, and Nico Mikola. Uh, Truba ends up playing 29-01. Ben Harper plays 28-04. I mean, imagine that coming into the season. We're going to have a game where Ben Harper plays 28-04 for the Rangers. Uh, but that's what he did. Adam Fox is out there for 25-57. Nico Mikola, 25-34. Nico Mikola had an easy night, just 25-34 for him. Uh, but just very uh, unique and a uh, great job by those defense and, you know, holding up despite playing just a ton of minutes in this game and obviously helping the Rangers defend well and uh, win this game going away at the end. Um, Trocek had two goals and an assist, yet Artemi Panarin with a goal and an assist. Mika Zibanejad with a goal and an assist, and Fox with two assists. Uh, Mika actually got hurt in this game blocking a shot, came back in the third period, and scored a power play goal to give the Rangers a 5-2 lead. Mika, you know, tough as nails and just a great all-around player for the Rangers, obviously. We've established that. Um, But a great win for the Rangers overall. You know, good team win. Everybody kind of stuck together despite playing shorthanded. They got out of the losing streak, and, uh, you know, they kind of righted the uh, the ship, so to speak, uh, coming down the home stretch here. As far as the goal of this game... I'm going to go ahead and uh, point the spotlight at a power play goal for the Rangers. Just some excellent puck movement here. Fox passing to Panarin in the left circle. Uh, Panarin starts moving to the net, but then passes back to Adam Fox. Fox shoots the puck wide. Uh, Panarin once again gets it back to Fox. Fox in deep for Mika Zibanejad, and Mika scores on a uh, point-blank slap shot, which is a term you don't hear too often, but yeah, a point-blank slap shot from the left face-off circle. So that's your number five best win of the season for the New York Rangers. We're to keep everything rolling here. We got a uh, blowout win over a division rival to talk about. We've got a shootout win to talk about, all kinds of fun stuff. Always nice to kind of relive these nicer moments of the season, which obviously ended in disappointment uh, for the New York Rangers. And like I said, we're going to get to the top four in just a second here. But first, we do have to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you're about to have. Game Time is the best. 
flash deals, and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, and images of seat views. GameTime is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for the everydayers, definitely stick around. We're going to be diving into free agency. Believe it or not, free agency and the draft, both of those things are just like barely over a month away. Uh, We obviously have the rest of the NHL season to go here. And we're going to be talking quite a bit about the draft, quite a bit about free agency, uh, both the Rangers' own free agents and free agents from around the league that the Rangers might look to target. So, a lot to do going forward on Locked On New York Rangers. Definitely looking forward to all that good stuff. But for right now, let's go ahead, move on to number four here. The number four best win of the season for the New York Rangers. I'm going to go with a 6-2 victory on the road against the Carolina Hurricanes on February 11th. This was the Artemi Panarin game, the Artemi Panarin show, call it whatever you want to call it. Panarin with four goals and an assist in this game. Uh, this was the fifth of what turned out to be a seven-game win streak for the New York Rangers, and it was also the Rangers' third game in four days. This happened on a Sunday. Uh, they had also played on Saturday, so it was the second game of a back-to-back, and they had also played on the preceding Thursday, and they won all three of those games. So that's always very impressive when a lot of games in a short amount of time, and you win every single one of them anyway. Uh, but yeah, the Rangers had to come from behind to win this game. They were down 2-1 to one in the second period, and they closed the game with five unanswered goals, obviously uh, delivering kind of a message there to the team that um, you know has basically kind of ruled the roost in the uh, Metro Division over the past couple of seasons here. I know they just got swept by the Panthers, but uh, the Canes continue to win what uh, is, you know, I think probably the best division in hockey, um, even though maybe some of these teams struggled a little bit in the playoffs. Uh, Be that as it may, though, uh, this game was also right after the Rangers acquired Vladimir Tarasenko. They started this game with a top line left to right of Panarin, Mika, and Tarasenko, and I think Panarin was really excited to get the chance to play with Tarasenko. In the middle of this game, Uh, The Rangers dropped Panarin off that top line in favor of Chris Kreider. The two of them basically flip-flopped. I don't think Panarin was too happy about that, and it seemed like he took it out on the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Panarin tied the game at 2-2 late in the second period. That was the 200th goal of Panarin's career, but he was obviously just getting warmed up at that point. Uh, This goal was set up by Trocek and Vizi, both forcing a turnover. Vizi then led Panarin into the offensive zone. Panarin scores. Uh, Panarin then gave the Rangers the lead on a rebound after Braden Schneider's shot was denied. Uh, Panarin ends up getting the natural hat trick on a breakaway. And then he scored in the final minutes off of a turnover. You know, VZ uh, set him up for for the last goal there. And um, no joke, when when Panarin received this pass from Jimmy VZ, he received it. You know, his back was kind of turned to the net. So Panarin had to kind of spin and shoot all in one motion. As soon as this puck got to Artemi Panarin, where he was on the ice, I out loud said four 
I just had the feeling he was going to turn around, shoot the puck, and score. And, you know, we always talk about, or I do anyway, about how uh, uh, we want Artemi Panarin to shoot the puck a little bit more often. And he was obviously doing that in this game here. Once again, ends up with the four goals and the one assist to boot. And uh, just a phenomenal you know, individual effort by Panarin in this game. Phenomenal performance all the way around. One of the best single-game performances by a New York Ranger in this season. As far as the goal of the game, I mean, we got to give it to Panarin for, for one of his four goals here. And I think I'm going to go with the one that uh, let him complete his hat trick. It was a natural hat trick. And also... Uh, made the score 4-2 in favor of the Rangers. First of all, a great defensive play by Keandre Miller here. Uh, he did a great job standing up Sebastian Ajo in the Rangers zone along the boards. Ajo basically, you know, after he was hit by Miller, lost control of the puck. He tried to make a move and, and just lost it. And Panarin basically uh, scooped up the, uh, the loose puck. Went in alone up the left side. He had a couple guys chasing him, and they started getting ground near the end, but a great shot and a great goal by Artemi Panarin. He goes glove side and scores. Just was not going to be denied on this play, and a huge goal to give the Rangers a 4-2 uh, lead, and they were off to the races at that point and ended up winning this one uh, in a complete rout, and uh, obviously that goal was a big part of that, as was Artemi Panarin and uh, you know the, the night that he had in general. Four goals and one assist. Just a phenomenal individual uh, effort by Artemi Panarin. We move on to the uh, bronze medal, so to speak, number three. We're going to go with a game on February 17th. A lot of games all kind of in that cluster right there where the Rangers were uh, winning seven games in a row. But we're going to go with uh, the Rangers five, the Oilers four. The Rangers win this game in a shootout once again on February 17th on the road. And this is the bronze medal, the number three best win of the season for the New York Rangers. This is also the final win of the uh, aforementioned seven-game winning streak that the Rangers had in this uh, time period here. This is also the uh, quote-unquote, we're not losing this game uh, win for the Rangers. If you guys remember, that's exactly what Gerard Gallant said to the Rangers after they went into the first intermission, down 4-1 to on the scoreboard. And you know, Gallant was right. And, you know, there's a lot that can be said about Gerard Gallant, good and bad. Obviously, he was a polarizing coach as, uh, you know, the, the bench boss for this team. But one of his strengths, I thought, was kind of having the pulse of his team and to kind of deliver that message of we're not losing this game. And look, it would have been really easy, whether you're Gallant or whether you're a player on the Rangers, that, well, you know what, this just isn't our night. You know, we've won six in a row. We've had a nice run here. Uh, we're down 4-1. It's probably not going to be our night. We'll get them in the next the next game. But the Rangers didn't do that. They came uh, storming back in this game. They fought back and, uh, you know, obviously ended up getting the win. I didn't give up hope in this game because— you know, you're up against the Oilers, who aren't exactly known for great goaltending. They're not exactly known for great team defense. And a lot of the Rangers stars, and and obviously this is true because they had won six straight games before this, a lot of these guys were hot coming into this game. So I just figured that, you know, the goals were going to be there for, for the Rangers to claim them. If they could just tighten things up a little bit defensively, they might have a chance to get back into this game and ultimately win it, which they did. But it's crazy because, you know, going into the second period, we weren't even 100% sure that Igor Shesterkin was going to be back out there. He had one or two softies in the first period. Uh, obviously, the Oilers had scored four goals. Uh, Gallant decides to stick with Igor Shesterkin, and um, he obviously rewarded the Rangers for doing so because the rest of this game, uh, you know, the final two periods, as well as the overtime, Igor Shesterkin does not allow another goal and gives the Rangers a chance to come back into this game and uh, ultimately get the win. The other awesome part about this game is the fact that it wasn't too long before this, a couple of months before this, but the Oilers actually dealt the Rangers their worst loss of the season, or what I think was their worst loss of the season. The Rangers were up 3-0 on the Oilers in Madison Square Garden going into the third period. 
looked like they were in total control. The Oilers come storming back and win that game 4-3. to three. And not only that, but, you know, Dreisaitl scored, I think it was the game-winning goal or what turned out to be the game-winning goal. And he's skating by Jacob Truba, and he just kind of swats the stick out of his hand. And when he did that, it just kind of struck a nerve. And so to see the Rangers go into Edmonton and kind of pay them back, return the favor, and deal them was probably their worst loss of the season or certainly one of their worst losses. Uh, that was really nice to see. And again, getting back to Igor Shesterkin here, it's not like he stood on his head. It's not like he had, uh, you know, the best stat line ever in this game. He ends up stopping 25 of 29 shots. But the fact that he could basically get lit up in the first period and not give up another goal uh, the rest of the way. And you can even include the shootout in that. In the shootout, you know, the Oilers, it ended up going six rounds, and the Oilers only got one goal in those six rounds. So Igor was on top of his game uh, the rest of the way, and once again, gave the Rangers a chance to come back. You had Chris Kreider. Uh, he had the first two goals of the game for the Rangers. One was on the power play. One was while the team was shorthanded. Uh, the shorthanded goal cut the Oiler lead to 4-2 in the second period. It was still 4-2 in the third period. You had Hedl to Kako to Lafreniere, uh, which knocked the uh, Oiler lead down to 4-3. to And then Mika Zibanejad on the power play ties the game with less than seven minutes to go in regulation. That was also Mika's 30th goal of the season. And then in overtime... More drama in overtime. Obviously, neither team scored, but uh, the Rangers took a penalty late in the overtime period. They had to kill the penalty for the last 101 of overtime, which is four on three. And that's even tougher to do than, you know, five on four because, you know, fewer players, there's more room uh, for the team on the power play to, to operate. And the Rangers hung in there, did not allow a goal. And then it goes to the shootout. You Capo Caco scoring in the first round of the shootout. And uh, Lafreniere eventually won it in round six. That was after Igor Shesterkin made a big stop. Right pad save on Yamamoto. And then Lafreniere, great move. Uh, kind of went with a little bit of a changeup on a backhand shot, did Lafreniere. But it gets into the net and he scores. And again... Love this win because the Rangers had won six in a row coming in. Would have been real easy to just shrug it off and say, you know what, it's not our night. But the Rangers didn't do that. Uh, fought back, got into the game, and uh, won it in very dramatic fashion. As far as the goal of the game, I'm going to go with the second goal that the Rangers scored in this game. This was the one from Chris Kreider while the Rangers were shorthanded. Uh, cut the Oiler lead to 4-2. And... You know, the Oilers, they were up 4-1 to one at this point. They're on the power play. I mean, if they score here, it goes to 5-1, to one, and it's probably curtains at that point. Instead, you've got Lindgren deflecting a pass. Fox picks it up. Long pass out of the zone to Chris Kreider. Kreider goes up the left side, tries to make a pass to Mika Zibanejad on a 2-on-1. The pass gets blocked, goes right back to Kreider, and Kreider flicks a backhand shot into the twine. So a little bit of luck there, but I love, you know, the defensive play by Lindgren, the great pass by Adam Fox, and, uh, you know, Kreider obviously getting his own rebound of his pass and burying it on the doorstep. A really nice goal there and a tied turning goal uh, for the New York Rangers. We're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. Going to get into uh, the two best wins of the season. And, uh, you know, let's see. Both of them were in overtime. That, that's your only hint. Both of them were in overtime. Uh, you guys, depending on how good your memory is, you might be able to come up with one or both of them. Uh, but to me, these two wins had to be the top two. It was just kind of a matter of which one was number one and which one was number two. But uh, we will get to that in just a second. Uh, and it's uh, going to be a lot of fun and obviously discuss the way uh, that the Rangers won this, these two games. Again, both of them going into overtime. Uh, two very exciting jump-out-of-your-seat type wins for the New York Rangers. And we will do that in just a second. All right, keeping everything moving along here, the uh, silver medal, so to speak, the number two best win of the season for the New York Rangers. We're going to go back to January 12th. The Rangers defeat the Dallas Stars 2-1 to in overtime. 
This was the game to me that showed that the Rangers really had turned a corner, that their struggles in the first half of the season were behind them. This is where we got back to New York Ranger hockey, um, the team that just doesn't give up and, and just doesn't stop fighting. Uh, that was on full display here. And, you know, the Rangers obviously went through their scuffles in the fall. Gerard Gallant was on the hot seat. This is the game that, uh, again, just kind of emphasized that the Rangers were back and they were going to make a strong push toward the playoffs and uh, put their best foot forward going into the playoffs, which they mostly did. And again, I know the Rangers obviously had a really rough playoff showing against the Devils. Um, there's nothing we can say to deny that or change that. Uh, but, you know, this was a really nice win for the Rangers, and it is important, I think, to celebrate some of the better moments of the season. And again, this obviously qualifies. And, you know, first goal of the, of the game was scored by Tyler Sagan at 17.53 of the second period. Rangers in this game could not really do much of anything, didn't get a lot of scoring chances, and I don't think it was for a lack of effort. This was just kind of the kind of game that it was. You know, it was a really tight defensive game. Both goalies played well. Uh, these two teams had played a really high-scoring game against each other earlier in the season. This is obviously the polar opposite of that. Igor Sesterkin was awesome. Again, that's an evergreen statement to make, but he stops 24 of 25 shots. Uh, Jake Ottinger for the Stars stops 29 of 31 shots, and Ottinger was one second, literally one second away from picking up a shutout. But Keandre Miller had other plans. Uh, just a wild play here. My, Miller ends up tying the game with one second remaining. Igor Shosturkin had obviously been pulled by this point. The Rangers were scrambling and, man, just working so hard to maintain possession in the offensive zone with time kind of dwindling here. The stars were all over them, but you've got Vincent Trocek behind the net, passes up the boards on the left side to Artemi Panarin. Panarin then back to Keandre Miller at the blue line. Uh, Miller just keeps it alive, sends it back in deep. Trocek back around the boards to the other side. Uh, Fox comes up. He plays it back behind the net the other way. Um, you know, a lot of times in this kind of situation as a fan, you're yelling for them to shoot the puck, but that wasn't really the case here. This is a situation where the Rangers were doing all they could just to keep the puck alive, just to keep possession alive, just to keep their chances alive of uh, tying this game here. But yeah, you know, Fox once again plays it back behind the net. Uh, Trocek up to Panarin along the boards. Panarin passes in front. We get a wild scramble. The puck comes back out, you know, moving away from the Dallas net. And Trocek was reaching for it and got his stick on it ever so briefly. But I think he saw what was happening here that, you know, Trocek knew time was dwindling. There wasn't a lot of time left. If Trocek can get to this puck, he's not going to have time to turn around and get any kind of a good shot away here. So I honestly think Trocek saw Keandre Miller moving toward the puck and knew enough, okay, I should touch this. You know, it, Miller's got the better chance of scoring here. He's got all his momentum moving toward the puck. He's going to let it fly. And that's exactly what Keandre Miller did. Uh, the shot was blocked, but then Miller gets his own rebound, throws it at the net again, and he scores once again with less than a second remaining. So just crazy stuff there. And obviously, you know, a very dramatic goal for uh, Keandre Miller and the Rangers. And you know, going into overtime at this point, I mean, on one hand, look, you, you know you're going to get a point here, right? And it wasn't looking like that a second ago. Um, but by that same token, you score with less than a second remaining in regulation. You don't want an overtime loss. You want a win, which, you know, if you do pull it off, it's going to be among the best wins of the season. Of course, uh, that ends up being the case. Game goes into overtime, and Fox wins it just a minute and 16 seconds in. You've got Artemi Panarin gaining the blue line on the left side. Uh, he slips past a defender goes to the net and was denied, but then Mika Zibanejad prevents the Stars from skating away with the puck. Great defensive play by Mika Zibanejad there. Uh, Mika briefly gets possession of the puck in front of the Dallas net. Ottinger actually pokes it away. Uh, Panarin digs it free because by this point, Mika Zibanejad had fallen to the ice. 
And, you know, the puck is almost underneath Mika Zibanejad. Panarin finds it and digs it free, like I said. Uh, Adam Fox is moving toward the net. Panarin, a short pass to his right. Fox stops, brings it to his backhand, flicks it home. Uh, another dramatic goal for the New York Rangers. And uh, that gives them a 2-1 to one win in overtime. As far as the goal of the game, I mean, there were only two goals. And I just uh, outlined them both in great detail. But I'm actually going to go ahead and give it to Keandre Miller over Adam Fox here. I know Fox got the overtime winner. An overtime winner is not like a rare occurrence in the NHL, but to score with less than a second remaining, that is an ultra rare occurrence. Uh, just the way that they, the Rangers were scrambling on that play and you know Miller finally buries it. Um, just a great moment, a great win. And of course, Adam Fox's overtime heroics are not even made possible uh, unless Keandre Miller scores that goal with less than a second left. So I will, uh, it's a tough one. You go either way, but I'll give the uh, goal of the game to Keandre Miller in that situation there. And to keep everything rolling here, and again, it was really close, one and two. I kind of went back and forth a little bit, which is going to be number two, which is going to be number one. But I'm going to go number one uh, with the Rangers on February 6th, posting a 5-4 to four overtime victory against the Calgary Flames. Alexi Lafreniere gets the game winner in overtime. And this was a game of the year candidate, not just for the Rangers, but for the entire regular season. You know, there were people that weren't even Ranger fans that were raving about this game and uh, saying what I just said, the fact that it could be a uh, game of the year candidate. And it was also the first game after the All-Star break for the Rangers. And I don't know, maybe sometimes we as fans kind of overstate the importance of, of a game like this, but I don't know, like every time there's like a break or anything along those lines coming out of the All-Star break, you know, it feels like it's an important game. It feels like you want to put your best foot forward. You want to show that you're ready for the home stretch. You want to make a statement coming out of the All-Star break. Everybody got a couple days off. They're refreshed. They're they're back. They're ready to go. And you want to hit the ground running. And again, put your best foot forward down the stretch here as you continue uh, your march to the playoffs. Jacob Truba got into two fights in this game and won both of them. They both happened after he delivered a very clean hit. Uh, one of his fights was, the, was against Chris Tanev. One was against Dylan Doobie. Um, this is also the game where uh, he just unloaded on Nazem Kadri in open ice. Uh, Kadri, you know, gained the Ranger blue line, and Truba just puts his shoulder right into his chest. Uh, you got Kadri's helmet going flying, and a clean hit. And, you know, it's one of those things, like, in the regular season, I, I don't, like, jump out of my seat too often and, and, like, make that much noise. But when Truba delivered this hit, it was just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I could not believe um, just the impact that he made here. And, again, you watch the replay. It was a clean hit. But every time Truba delivers a clean hit, and he does toe the line at times between clean and dirty, I will admit that. Um, but, you know, this is clean all the way. And every time he does this, he has to fight for his life. Uh, he has to fight Doobie. He beats him in the uh, the fight there. And um, he's just one of those nights where Jacob Truba was making an impact, throwing his weight around for sure. Something else notable about this game, coming out of the All-Star break, again, the first game, Yero Halak, the surprise starter for the Rangers, he stops 28 of 32 shots, which does not sound great. But as we talked about with Igor in an earlier entry on this list, um, it didn't really matter that the goals against average wasn't the best and uh, that the save percentage wasn't the best. Yerla Halak had a very good night here, made a lot of uh, really tough saves in this game and gave the Rangers a chance. And, you know, something else, it's so cliche to say that, like, oh, that felt like a playoff game, but this game 100% felt like a playoff game. Everybody, you know, obviously the Flames were in dire straits. They ended up missing the playoffs, but they were kind of a fringe playoff team at the time, and they were looking to, you know, pick up an, a valuable two points, which they were not able to do. Uh, the Rangers beat them, and just a crazy back-and-forth game. The Rangers go up one nothing. Flames tie it. They go up 2-1. Flames tie it again. Both of the first two goals, by the way, went to Filipino as he was kind of continuing to enjoy his breakout season. 
because Abanajad makes it 3-2 with a power play goal. That was also the score going into the third period. Uh, the Flames ended up scoring two goals in the third to take their first lead at 4-3. Then with 7.05 to go, uh, the Rangers tie it. Mika Zibanejad wins a faceoff in the offensive zone. Uh, Rangers work really hard to keep possession. You've got Jimmy VZ from the blue line passing into the opposite corner. Panarin picks it up. Uh, fakes going around behind the net and instead passes in front to Mika Zibanejad. Mika scores on a tip-in from the doorstep. And just like that, it's 4-4 four to four in the third period. As far as the goal of the game, that leads me really nicely into what is the goal of the game. And that's the overtime winner by Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, hard to go against an overtime winner. I thought about maybe giving it to Mika Zibanejad because, of course, he tied the game with seven minutes to go. But uh, in overtime, Igor Shosturkin fights off a shot from Nazem Kadri. This very easily could have been the game winner. Great save by Igor Shosturkin. And as is the case a lot of time in overtime when it's three-on-three, three, uh, you get a great save, and then you get a break the other way. And two-on-one for the Rangers. Lafreniere has the puck up the right side. Uh, Lafreniere draws the defender to him and then makes a, a brilliant saucer pass over to Mika Zibanejad. Mika with a drive from the left circle. The save is made. Uh, the rebound is there. Lafreniere was you know, going behind the net, but he hit the brakes, got back to the loose puck, picked it up, turned around, and scored the overtime winner. So just awesome stuff there. And uh, the Rangers, what I thought was the best win of the season, just back and forth all the way against the Flames. Uh, intensity was off the charts. You know, high-scoring game, overtime game. You put it all together. And uh, to me, that that is the best win of the season. Like I said, it was close between that and the 2-1 to one overtime win against the Stars. But I'm going to give a, a slight edge to the 5-4 overtime win against the Calgary Flames. I figure we could pretty much call it there for today. The only other thing I want to do is, I mentioned this in a recent episode, but last offseason, we did something that was really a lot of fun. I asked you guys to send in your stories as far as uh, where you were, who you were with, how you reacted when Artemi Panarin scored his Game 7 overtime winner against the Pittsburgh Penguins last year. Well, we're going to go even farther back into the Wayback Machine here, and I want you guys, you know, for Ranger fans that have been fans for the, for this long, Derek Stepan's overtime winner in Game 7 against the Capitals in 2015. If you can remember who you were with, how you celebrated, the whole nine yards, Go ahead and send me a story. Email it to me. DM it to me. Do whatever you got to do. At some point this offseason, I'm going to go ahead and do what we did last year with Panarin, the Panarin stories, and just read all the stories um, that you guys share as far as, you know, your experience watching Derek Stepan eliminate the Washington Capitals in overtime in Game 7. Nine years ago, if you can believe that. That's pretty crazy. Or no, eight years ago. I'm, I'm not the best at math. But uh, eight years ago. And like I said, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I got a lot of great stories, funny stories, even some sentimental stories uh, as far as Artemi Panarin and his overtime game winner. So I got to hear it, man. You know, what were you guys doing? Who you were with? The whole nine yards, everything. Spare no detail. Lay it on me. Let me know how you celebrated and how you reacted to Derek Stepan's overtime game winner against the Caps in Game 7 in 2015. Uh, that will do it for today, though, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.